Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your co-host, JG, we are going to take you from the playground to the boardroom. Gut Wisdom will make you think, and we'll leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdom. We'll be with you every Saturday night at 7 p.m., and we promise to give you our very best. Over the next hour, we're going to be talking about drama. Drama in life and drama in the workplace. We know you've all experienced drama, and who hasn't? Mm Mm-hmm. Drama just isn't fun. It's distracting and it can be super destructive. So, JG, I'm just curious, any thoughts that you'd like to share on why you're so excited to talk about drama tonight? I think drama is just such a great discussion for for me, for the listeners, for everyone. And if you think about drama and conflict, it's such an energy sapper, right? It takes so much yeah. energy out of you, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your work life. It just has this detrimental effect. Do you think, I'm just mm -hmm. curious, do you think everybody has drama? Everybody has drama. There's no way that you can't have drama. Well, guess what? Tonight, we're going to talk about how to identify the different roles that actually create drama, the victim, the bully, and the hero. Hmm. You'll hear about actually also the dynamics of what's known as the drama triangle. And unlike the Bermuda Triangle, ooh, once you hear tonight's wisdom and what we know you will not hear anywhere else, mm-hmm. you'll always be able to get yourself out of the drama triangle. And not only that, you'll be able to single-handedly eliminate any drama that exists in your personal or your professional life. I love it. Stay tuned. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. Pure, raw, and real dialogue about the most pressing problems in business and in life. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and I'm here with your co-host, J.G. Yeah. There are victims, there are bullies, and heroes wherever drama exists. Have you ever played the victim? J.G., don't answer that question yet. What about the bully or mm-hmm. the hero? Mm-hmm. So drama actually goes so far back, if you think about fairy tales. J.G., what's your favorite fairy tale? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask why that's your favorite fairy tale. So what do, you, what do you remember? What do you remember about the structure of that fairy tale? The well, roles. Yeah, there were a couple of different participants. Obviously, there was Snow White, this innocent young girl, you mm-hmm. know. There was the wicked witch, per se, the evil one, who was uh, very, very nasty. There were the seven dwarfs. And I remember at the end, you know, Prince Charming comes along. Exactly. And I think if you look at movies, not I think I know, Mm -hmm. look at a movie, look at TV, look at those fairy tales, there's always in a plot those three roles. There's the damsel in distress, the big bad wolf, and Mighty Mouse is here to save the day. And I know that those three characters that I just described are not in the same fairy tale, but you get my point. Yep. Right? So it's very interesting because when we're watching, when we're reading a fairy tale or watching a movie or watching a TV that has a dramatic plot, it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Right? Obviously, we're sitting back with popcorn, we're chilling, enjoying ourselves. But when drama hits the workplace, it's no longer entertainment. 
Yeah. And when it hits your personal life, it sucks. Totally. Right? So let's start off by talking about drama in the workplace. Why Why are we talking about drama tonight in the workplace? What What do you want to share with our listeners, JG? There are a couple of points that I think have to be stressed when you think about drama in the workplace. One of them being, you know, just the cost of drama, the impact, mm-hmm. the dramatic cost that it has. Two, the amount of wasted time. Right. Time is money. Time is money. And then obviously that affects productivity, the reputation, which ultimately leads to the bottom line, you know, profitability of the company. So I think when you look at, you know, the dysfunctional issues, these are the things that that pop up when you talk about conflict or drama. Right. And what's interesting is the drama can show up uh, quite a bit of ways, right? Mm Mm-hmm backstabbing, insubordination, Mm -hmm. any um, power struggles. Petty arguments that go on. Right. And and it's not limited or what's the, it's not limited to somebody's age. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've got drama in the playground. We all know that. Yep. Um, But in the workplace, I'll give you an example. I've got, um, I've been working with a family business for quite some time and there are two brothers, Uh both of which have. I'll say equal power, mm. right? Each is responsible for one piece of the business, but there's such a power struggle between the two of them, even though it's, I'll call it unsaid, yep. that it resonates throughout the entire organization and everybody feels that, I'll call it dysfunction, but it's it's a dilemma. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely trickles down through an organization. How many times have we seen, you know, the employees will notice it, right? right? They'll notice it and say, hey, the partner's management, they don't even get along. Right, And uh, it totally. has such a negative uh, aspect. It has such a, a, a trickle-down effect, and it reverberates through the entire organization. I think it also creates permission for employees to create dramatic situations, through backstabbing, talking about other people, yeah. um, insubordination. I mean, I remember, you know, we had a, an employee a long time ago who uh, was really insubordinate to uh, their manager. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a zero tolerance policy for drama in general, whether yeah. it shows up as insubordination, um, backstabbing, power struggles, there has to be a zero tolerance because I think when you look at what it feels like to work at a workplace that is filled with drama, right? It's cloudy. It's dark. Mm -hmm. What else is it? What have you seen? There's a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, I picture in my mind like arrows being shot across <laughs> and people just constantly ducking out of way, you know, because they don't want to be in the line of fire. Right. You know, there's a lot of anxiety. There's anger. There's frustration. There there could be hurt involved. You know, organizations you see this in, there's typically low morale. For with, sure. Yeah. So I, I, I would agree with you. Those are the things that it feels like. So if you inside. were to look under sort of the iceberg. Mm. Good what, picture, right? What is it? What is it? What does it look like? How does it show up in well, a workplace? Drama. Well, you'll definitely see the decrease in work, in quality, and quantity that's produced if it's a manufacturer. Uh, difficulty completing tasks, being on time, meeting the deadlines. Uh, a lot of errors, you know, in judgment possibly, or 
uh, sporadic work performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it always will show up. You'll typically see it with absenteeism, mm-hmm. tardiness of employees. Right. Who and you'll see to, it in the numbers. Right. Who wants to be there? Absolutely. Yeah. Nobody wants. You know, we spend. Everybody has heard this. We spend so much time at work. Right. Even if you're the business owner. Yeah. Or you're the CEO. It really doesn't matter what you do for a living. You're going to work. You spend so much time at work. Who wants to deal with drama? So tonight, whereas we get a little further into it, you know, describing what the roles of drama actually are mm-hmm. and then giving you the remedy of how to actually eradicate drama. Yeah, squash it. Squash it. Mm-hmm. We hope ultimately everybody will pay that forward. So let me tell you a little story about how drama sh- spreads, mm-hmm. okay? It's... It's drama spreads through something called triangulation. And that's really, you know, the easy way to describe triangulation is really you have some negative energy and it has to go somewhere, mm-hmm. right? You're frustrated, um, somebody's hurt you, you're angry, and that kind of energy, all energy, can't stay. It has to go out, Yeah. right? So triangulation is sort of based on the myth that conflict is a bad thing. Mm. Conflict is not a bad thing. Confrontation, not a bad thing. I think we as a society have created these negative connotations, these, oh, confrontation. I I avoid conflict. I don't like confrontation. But if you really think about it, confrontation is just another form of communication. Yeah, it's all about how you, what what did my mommy say? It's not what you say, but it's how How you you say say it. it. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. So when we one day on the show talk about communication and more issues on communication. We'll get into that. So when one person is afraid to talk directly to the other about a conflict, Mm -hmm. right? What they will do, because that energy, as I said earlier, has to go somewhere, they have to talk to somebody else about it. So here's an example where um, Andrea had a problem with Brett. She was hurt. She had hurt feelings. She was frustrated. And that physical energy, again, had to go somewhere. So yeah. unfortunately, she brings it to another person. Instead of talking to Brett, she needed to get rid of that negative energy. So what does she do? She goes and talks to Carol <laughs> about Brett. Now, Carol's sitting there thinking, wow, is this woman also going to talk about me? Mm. Hmm. She's also influencing Carol, how I feel about the person, Brett, that she's talking about. Good point. Hmm. So would she talk about me and now I'm sort of feeling, well, do I feel this way about Brett too? Now I've got that negative energy and I need to talk to somebody. But it's almost like the game of telephone. Sure. And it, what does it do? Eventually it gets back to, in this case, Brett, mm-hmm. right? And it, he wasn't spoken to directly. So you and know, it becomes a he said, she said, misinterpretation, totally. conflict, and it blows up into a major drama. Exactly. So the roles, therefore, in triangulation or in drama that we're going to speak more about yep. are the victim, the bully, and the hero. Three people. Mm. Uh, yeah, there are three people. And there's a psychiatrist named Dr. Stephen Karpman, K-A-R-P-M-A-N. He actually um, published what's called the Karpman Drama Triangle. That's where it comes from. And if you took a triangle where the point was down, Mm -hmm. right? So draw a triangle where the point is down. So that lower point of the triangle is where the victim sits. Mm -hmm. The upper right is where the hero sits. And the upper left corner or point is where the bully sits. I could picture it. Now, do you know any victims in your life, work or otherwise? Uh, most definitely, both uh, in personal life and uh, at work. 
How, how would you describe a victim? Well, you know, what are you, the characteristics of a victim? I think if you picture somebody sort of moping around, that feeling of helplessness, vulnerability, woe me, mistreated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of innocent, no control, no control over the circumstance. Right. And to some extent, I, I would sum it up and say the feeling of powerless. Right. Helpless. Helpless. Yeah. Helpless. What is? What about a bully? What do you think the characteristics of a bully are? <laughs> the big we, bad wolf. Yeah, I was going to say the blamer, the person who's always accusing, the need to be right, extremely uh, aggressive, you know, in your face, finger pointing, anything that puts the other person in a position where they feel helpless. helpless. Exactly. Right. Then there's the hero and the characteristics of the hero, which... You know, Mighty mouse to save the day. Right. It, you know, basically heroes or rescuers will enable the victim yep. to continue to be powerless. Yeah. Right? Because what are they doing? They're the lifesaver. They're the fixers. Right. Let me take your problem. Let me fix it. I want to help you. I want to protect you. And what happens is the rescuer or the hero actually enables the victim to rely even more on the rescuer. And then the victim becomes dependent upon them. True. So here's something that's super interesting, right? There's only one role that once it's eliminated, so is the drama. Mm. So I want to ask you and ask our listeners, do you think it's the bully, the victim, or the hero? We want you to tweet us and let us know. And when we come back from the break, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. We're going to share with you, really, how do you eliminate the drama? One of those roles, once they're eradicated, no more drama. Mm. What are you thinking? Are you excited about that? I'm pumped. I love the idea of figuring out how to eradicate and eliminate it. But you have to figure out who is the one in control. Who can do it? Yeah. Let's see what people have to say. So we'd like to have you, where do they tweet? Where can, where, where can we get their answers? Yeah, if they go on Twitter, they can hashtag gut wisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M. Awesome. Remember, the question is, which role do you think on the drama triangle, the victim, the bully, or the hero, once eliminated, will stop the drama forever? We want to hear your answers. And when we come back from the break... We'll let you know what it is. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. Hey, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880 with myself, JG, and my co host, Deirdre Koppelman. If you're just tuning in, we've been chatting about the drama triangle you know, drama in life and drama in the workplace, the roles of the victim, the bully, and the hero. And did you know that there's only one way, one way to eliminate drama in your life? 
there's only one role on the triangle. Once it's gone, so's the drama. Yeah. So before I ask you, what do you, what did the uh, what did we what kind of tweets did we get in? Got them all over the place. Okay. So what do you think the role is? What role, when you eliminate it, eliminates the drama? I think it's going to be the victim. Correct. Mm. One so for that's JG. Very, <laughs> one for JG. Yeah. No, very important to remember. Always remember, with if there's no victim, there is no drama. Period. Mm-hmm. Personal, professional, makes no difference. So we're going to give you some stories as we describe each one of those roles mm-hmm. a little bit more in depth. So what are things that a victim says typically? Well, as you look at the victim, you know, typically they're unwilling to take any responsibility. You know, we had this one situation that we worked on a particular client and there was a problem in shipping. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, products were being delivered to the wrong locations. I remember. And, you know, it word got back to the owner and the owner was very upset. Yeah. And when we approached you know, when the general manager actually approached the people in shipping to find out what, what had transpired. Why were things being shipped to the wrong places? First thing you heard is there was an unwillingness on anybody's part to take responsibility. You heard comments like, hmm. that's not my job. Well, wasn't someone else supposed right. to have done Our, that? I specifically you know, remember. Wasn't the shipping Joe, labels. I thought Joe was doing that. Right. That That's what you heard. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Right. Not my job. That's what you constantly heard. Right. Right. And that's what you hear because victims typically, not only do they not take responsibility, they're also, it's very difficult for them to see solutions. This is impossible. There's not enough time to do this. Right. Yeah. There's a feeling of defeat. Right. And when somebody's defeated, what do you typically hear? I'm overwhelmed. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, nobody cares what I think. Uh, you hear a lot of a lot of negativity. You don't hear solutions. You hear more about the problems. Right. How about when asking for help? Can you just show me how to do it? Mm. Or I, nobody trained me on that. You know, we did some work um, in a manufacturing company. And so there's a lot of machinery. They're obviously making things, and yes. I can't say what they're making. But point is, is that you know a lot of these people want uh, a lot of the employees want growth. They want opportunity. They want to make overtime, right? They want to make more money, but they don't want to be necessarily trained. And you know they complain. They complain. I can't make more money. I can't make more. Money. Well, you can make more money if you learn other machines to work. Sure. Right. So it runs the gamut. So victims definitely clearly sound um, unwilling to take responsibility. They can't see the solutions. They feel defeated. They sound defeated and pretty much unwilling to help themselves. And they're helpless. They're helpless. They're helpless. Bottom line. What about a bully? Have you ever been a bully? What do bullies say? Well, again, (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't mean I'm guilty because I laughed. Uh But, you know, (laughs) you know, the bully provides the vague expectations. They just want to be right. And again, similar situation. You look at the one who's finger pointing. They're placing the blame on the victim. You did this. You did that. You couldn't do it right. You know, until you know how to do. You know, the other thing, you will not be doing work like this ever again. Well, do you remember that situation that you were talking about before where it was a busy, crazy, you know, Christmas season and it was a mistake? Okay. And granted, there wasn't a lot of accountability, but the business owner was what? 
He went berserk. He went berserk. A complete bully. Over the top. Mm -hmm. Completely embarrassing this guy in front of his peers. It was a mistake. Yeah. You know? And, And punished. Do you remember the punishing? Because bullies, bullies punish. Bullies will say, you know, you're going to have to keep doing this until you get it right, or you can't do this until you do that. Um, they're looking to find. They're looking not to find the solution. They're looking to blame someone. Point. Yeah. Correct. The villain, and then of course there's the lovely rescuer. Yep. Right. Who was the rescuer? Do you remember it, at that company? Yeah, that was a, a very interesting dynamic. Call it uh, nepotism. Is that the terminology? That's the terminology. Yeah. The, it was the shipping clerk's spouse who was the general manager right who, who happened to be cover up wait the general manager yeah. was the right hand to the business owner right so you've got the big bully business owner yep. you have the general manager whose mm-hmm. husband works uh, below her yep and uh so now she's the what the rescuer yep what are some of the things do you recall that she would come out and say well, she tried to push a lot of this under the rug, if you remember, and mm-hmm. she would tell her husband and the victim, you know, what should you do to solve the issue? What do you need to do to build this in the way that it needs to be fixed? Mm-hmm. You know, what things can we do to make this work? Do this first, then do that, and I'll take care of doing these other things for you. Exactly. She I'll would take pick care up, of it. Right. She would pick up a lot of the responsibility, She's, not really show them how to correct it. Right. But she would be the fixer, the problem solver. Right. She was so that protecting would, him. Totally. And and you could tell that she did it in such a way where he wasn't learning how to fix the mistake right. so that it would never happen again. Right. And you know, when you, you probably don't know this, but every one of us has the capability, and, and actually we do this, we move from role to role. Mm-hmm along the triangle. Mm-hmm. So remember, you have the bottom of the triangle that's the victim, mm-hmm. right? When somebody's a victim, they can very easily switch into the bully role very quickly, yeah. within five minutes, Yep. right? So so for example, let's say I'm a victim. And and I would say I you know have recognized when I have been in victim mode, uh, not too long ago I was in a situation with a family member where I really felt... Uh, kind of helpless I was really I was very very upset I was very hurt I was very frustrated what what happened I don't want to get into that on the radio right now (laughs) we're not going to get into that but the point is is that what did I do and this is how I knew I was in the victim Mm -hmm. mode I called my sister I wanted a vent yeah I was very upset Mm -hmm. and I call and I have three sisters and they're all listening right now and I love you very much but I only called one of you on this one (laughs) and you know, she listened, and then I realized for that for that minute, you know what? Ah, uh, I don't I don't want to be a victim. But actually, when I was in the situation with this family member where I was feeling like a victim, I moved to a bully position. I got so angry mm-hmm. because I was like, "Who the hell are you? You are so off base." So I then turned into a bully, and she turned into the victim. And this moving along the triangle, mm-hmm. it's it's known as. Um, uh, velocity, the velocity the, of, of drama, which means the more intense mm-hmm. drama is, a drama scenario is, that's because everybody's moving around this triangle, around sure. and around and around and around. Now, once you know that you can eliminate drama, once you figure out who's the victim in the situation, sometimes it's yourself, yeah, right? Or you'll figure out who the victim is. That's the only way, as we said earlier, 
let's eradicate the drama. So he, I'll, I'll give you, uh, let me ask you a question. Any, any drama in your life? Before I maybe share a little bit of that drama in mine and moving around from victim to bully, because I could share some stories about you. Go ahead. I'm interested. What trauma do you have about me? So I've never actually seen you play the victim. Yeah, I get out of that vic- because, and here's the trick for me, because when you're in the victim mode, yeah, you lose control. That's what real. That's what I find happens. You lose control. You usually uh, you lose your ability to think logically. You're thinking on emotions, not with rationality. Mm-hmm. So I can quickly, you know, like the flip of a, a switch on the wall. I can realize, I become very Mm self-aware of which role I'm in, and I could easily, you know, take action. I become resourceful. I become a lot more creative in terms of, okay, what do I need to do? Okay, so you're blah, blah, blah blahing about how you're not a victim, and I agree. Sometimes I am, but I get out of it. No, no, no. We agree. I agree. You are most likely, uh, least likely to be the victim, but I will say this. But I can be a big bully, too. You can be? Yeah. You actually go between being a bully and a rescuer, which Ooh. is kind of interesting because a lot of people will go from victim to bully. So if a victim doesn't get the help they want from a rescuer, yes, right, mm-hmm. they'll turn into a bully, mm-hmm. and the rescuer turns into a victim. You see mm, how the, the velocity, the velocity, how you're going Ooh, around, moving around the triangle. Moving around. But yep. you very often, I've never seen you in a victim position, but you are always um, either very, very strongly in one position or another. You're either a bully, yes. where you're pissed and you're frustrated and you're pointing fingers and you're blaming people and anybody on your team who's listening to this I bet is jumping up and down and saying <laughs> you tell him Deirdre right but thanks you're also you're also a rescuer you yeah. love to help people yes. and make things better yes. but no matter what moving around the triangle if there's no victim it's okay yeah but when there's the victim there's not so what drama do you have uh, Mr. Bully you the big bad wolf. Yeah, it could be at work, you know, missing a deadline or a project. I have found myself many times expecting certain things, and then all of a sudden things don't get done in a timely fashion or the way I had expected it. You know, I'm a delegator, so I expect people to run with certain things, and it just unnerves me. It, it irks me to no end mm. when things don't get done, and I become upset, you know? So I wonder if you're actually... Maybe that is a little bit of victim. Could be. I think. Go go ahead. ahead. No, I'm thinking, you know, think about kids at school, Mm -hmm. right? That report card comes out the end of school, Mm, elementary school. So now we're taking it from the workplace. Let's bring let's bring it home. Let's bring it to it's the last day of school. Summer's about to begin. Kids are all excited. They're opening up their report cards, and now they're finding out who they are. First of all, that they are have that they pass that they pass, (laughs) and they're moving on to the next grade. Exactly, right? But also, who their next year's teacher is going to be? Oh my gosh! So I don't know if this if you dealt with this with the the kids, the the feet stomping. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! I can't have that teacher. That's the worst teacher. It's a mean teacher. I could and and so there's a victim right away. Panic! I'm helpless. Mm -hmm. You have to help me. You have to protect me from the big bad wolf. My teacher next year. Yes. And very often, you know, I would see these mothers that. I'm going to protect you. I am the rescuer, and and we're going to go right to the principal immediately, yes. and we are going to solve this problem for you. Yeah, we're going to right this injustice. We're going to make sure class is switched, and you have a better teacher, the one you like, and you're with your friends. Right, and you know what? That 
all that does is enable mm-hmm. our kids at yes. early ages, right? And yes. throughout their you know middle school and high school years, and I'm sure even college, it just enables them to not solve their own problems, to live in that land of being a victim. Yes. And mommy or daddy is always going to come in, clean it up. I mean, I remember very specifically Carly, my youngest daughter, who's 22, I remember in middle school you were assigned to uh, to teams, and you know the team she got, of course, was not the team she wanted, and she had a really nasty social studies teacher on her team, and I don't want to be on that team, and I don't want to be on that team. And my advice to Carly was, guess what? You will be on that team because you will run into people like that teacher your whole life, and the sooner you learn how to cope and deal with teachers like that, the better off you'll be. But anyway, so all right, well here's here's. The ram. So we. This is what we've established. We have victims. We have bullies. We have heroes. They yep. all sound different. Mm-hmm. They all do things differently. Yep. They all look differently. Correct. Yep. People move around this drama triangle. They can play any one of those roles. Yep. Right. We've established which role when eliminated. The victim. Yes. Right. No victim. No drama. Mm. So now, what we really want to talk about. And we don't have enough time now. We'll get into it after the break. Is so how do you eliminate the victim? Mm-hmm. And it is not tying, you know, sort of cement around their ankles and tossing <laughs> them off the bridge. Into the river. Or into, right, or into the river. So um, any last minute thoughts, JG? Because we are going to go to a break. We have a little bit of time, though. What are you thinking? Well, I, I you know, again, you go back to this drama issue. It's so important to eradicate it, and you have to become self-aware. I think that's the most critical element here is understanding when you're in that one of those three roles and learning how to identify the role. And you can't always do it yourself. Sometimes you need someone to give you a little coaching or counseling and nudge you a little bit to say, hey, do you know you're playing this role? That works for me. Yeah, totally. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking about drama, drama in life in the workplace. We're going to take a break shortly. Um, We want to come back and let you know exactly how you transform each role on the drama triangle. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. Welcome back to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about drama, drama in life, and drama in the workplace. So we left off, JG, where we understand what the three roles are the victim, the bully, the hero. We also know that when there's no victim, there's no drama. Yeah. But how? What's really important, people will shake their hands and say, okay, that's really interesting. Good to <laughs> know that there's no, when there's no victim, there's no drama, but how? Do we do? Don't you love that? Do you remember when we went to uh, that leadership conference, and there were about nine hundred business owners in the audience? And uh, here in New York City, it was in New York City. I remember. And you know, there's a speaker up in front of these nine hundred people. You know, it's very established. Yeah. And she's basically stating a problem, and nine hundred business owners. Everybody's shaking their head. Yes, bobbleheads. Yes, yes, bobbleheads. But nobody <laughs> gave an answer. So we don't want to do that. You know, we want to give you the education on drama. But now it's the how. How do you actually transform the roles in drama? How? 
You don't know how? Mm -mm. Okay, so I'll tell you. It's called the empowerment dynamic, Mm. otherwise called TED. Mm. So if the drama triangle, I want you to picture, the drama triangle has, if you were to draw it, remember it's upside down. The point of the triangle is on the bottom. Yes. The empowerment dynamic takes that drama triangle, flips it up. Mm. Okay, so now it's a regular standing triangle. The point of the Mm -hmm. triangle is up, and the victim is no longer called a victim. That role is now called creator. Mm. Okay, bottom right of the triangle where the hero or rescuer sat, that position, that role is now called coach. Mm. And then the bottom left, what used to be where the bully or the villain or that big bad wolf sat, that's now a, a, a that position is now called the challenger. So you have the creator, the coach, and the challenger. Mm-hmm. So how do we get a victim to go from being a victim to being a creator, a creator mm. of their own solution, since they're the anchor of drama? Yes. Right? How, how do we do that? The victim is the anchor of the drama, and we want to shift the victim into the creator role. We want them to create their own solutions. Mm. It's empowering somebody as opposed to enabling. So if you go back to that story of yeah. the kid, Right, mm-hmm. I told you what I did with Carly when she was in middle school. Please, yeah. if she's listening, don't be angry. Um, I was never an enabler. I, I, I found maybe because of the way I grew up. I don't know. To me, it was you have to you have to, whatever your issues are. Listen, if it's really astronomical, of course you always come to your parents. That goes without saying. We're a support. We're a network. Right. But you always you have always tried to help your kids think for themselves. I, yeah, it's not even a matter of helping them. I'm, I make them, even the team, you know, yes. when the team comes in, I mean, they are, they understand this dynamic of empowerment and of being a creator of their own solution mm-hmm. every day because oftentimes they'll come in, it could be Quinn or it could be Lauren and they're having a challenge and they're not really sure what to do about a specific client and, you know, they stop themselves now. Yeah. They don't come to the table with, I can't Here's get the this. problem. Here's what the problem. What do I do? They, do I... They're coming to you to say, hey, listen, I have a problem. And here's what I've done. I, I, I got two or three ideas right. that I've thought about. Right. I, I'm just not sure which is going to be the best. Can you help me figure that out? Yeah. It's um, that or at least at a minimum say, mm-hmm. I have a couple of ideas, not sure if you'll like any of them. That's okay too, but at least they've taken the initiative yes. to be the creator of the solution. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when we talked about what a victim actually sounds like, you know, a creator, you can always pick up a creator by things they say like, well, that sounds difficult, but fun. I'm into it. Dave does that all the time. Yeah, or I don't know how to do it, but you know what? Give me a little time and I'm going to figure it out. I mean, think about Dave. So Dave Friedman works for us since April. Yes. And I mean, he's extraordinarily bright. He's got a great, 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 great attitude. But more than anything, we throw so much at him. Yeah. Things he's never done never before. Never done before. Absolutely. Right? And his his response is, well, all righty, I'm yeah, going to- Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. I'll figure gonna... it out. That's a creator. And yeah. when you hear those statements, and actually when you think about when you interview people, also very kind of be in tune to what people say. Yep. You know, you can ask a question like, so what would you do in a situation if you're given a task and you've never done it before? Right? Yeah. Are they going to shrug their shoulders? I don't know what I would do. Or 
are they going to say the things that a creator would say? Yep. You know, I'm sure there's a way that this can happen. Or I tried this, I tried that, now I'm trying something else. What if I do this? Can I do this? Yeah. I can do it, just leave it to me. Those are typically the things that I hear. Right. So, so what happens when you are the victim? I don't mean you, JG. I mean any of us. When we are actually the victim, it's not that the victim is coming to us. How do we go from being in the victim mode for ourselves yeah. to go into the creator mode? Well, it starts with the pause. You know, you got to hit that, that pause always, button. Right. You got that <laughs> pause button. I like to say I have now on my desk, you know, no drama. So I hit that yep. button. And, yep. and that automatically gives me cause to reflect before I respond. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going to be the right solution here? So that's one. Two, I really look deep down into myself. What am I feeling? Right. You know, what is? what do I feel like? Do I am feel I, helpless? Yeah. Am, am, I, am I okay? Am I happy? Am I excited? Or am I feeling like, oh, crap, I, I, I got some stuff going on here that I have to deal with? So I try to really assess mm -hmm. the situation to some ex to to some extent if if we're reacting to feedback you know i assume maybe there's some validity with the to what the person is saying and I, and i think about it i take it to heart if i'm reacting to an assignment that seems difficult or possibly a little over my head or overwhelming you know i figure out i'm creative enough i think i am i should say i mm -hmm. think i'm creative creative enough to figure out some ways to circumvent or or to get to the point that I need to get to, and I'll be resourceful. I'll ask people, mm -hmm. you know. I'll you know call people. I'll ask you, what do you think we should do in this situation? What what's your perspective? Here's what I think we should do, and that's what I typically will do. But I'll take responsibility mm -hmm. for owning it and fixing the problem. Right. So we were just that's that's good because I know that we were just in a situation where. Not really to a fault of ours, the company, but we lost our biggest client. Mm, yeah. Talk about... Mm. What happened? Well, there, a lot of change there. Yeah. Stuff that's beyond your control. Totally beyond my control. But I have to tell you, there's no question, I definitely felt like a victim. I felt completely helpless. Oh, no. What? Like, the world came down on me. And then yeah. for a minute... I actually said, wait a minute, let me under, let me be aware, right? Like you said, I'm actually feeling a little bit like a victim. So what I do after that acknowledgement of here's where I am, I'm the victim right now, I set a plan. I take action. I sure. do something. Yes. Right? What is in my control? Forget mm -hmm. about what's not in your control. Mm -hmm. What is in your control, what can you do? And since we were notified in June, we launched two companies. And that's what you can do. That's how you become a creator when you yourself are the victim. So you so you look for the solutions. You, first, you're aware. Mm -hmm. you, you understand the feeling that you have. You begin to look for solutions. You set some clear goals and performance measures. Mm -hmm. And then you commit to take the action that you, that you have to take. Mm -hmm. So you're taking your own advice. Yeah. If I don't take my own <laughs> advice, I am in big, big trouble. Um, and, I, you know, it's not easy. You know, some people are like, oh, they preach, they preach. And it's like, well, do you follow that? I'm not saying, I don't think what we're saying in any of our shows, it's not easy to self-sacrifice. It's not easy to pay forward. It's not easy to be empathic. It's not easy to not fall into, we all do. But the, But what's also unique is that you have people 
that you can go to and ask for advice. Like in the case before, who did you call? You called your sister, right? Yeah. In the Looking fam- for advice and perspective. Definitely. As, as a, a support. With the family matter. Yeah. And in the business, you have, you know, your I own have advisor. You. <laughs> I have you. You are my say, advisor. Uh, no, no, no. You have your own advisory board that, yes. you know, listen, you share things with and you get perspective. Yes. You gain momentum from, yeah. from the people that are, support you. Right. So let's move. Okay. So I'm feeling good about that. I don't know. Kenya's shaking her head. I think she's feeling good about that too. So w- let's talk about the coach. So yes. the coach is no longer the hero. The right. coach is no longer the rescuer. Right. 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 Victim comes in. I'm helpless. Yep. I'm powerless. I have no control. I can't yep. get this done. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Coach now sounds something a little bit different. Like like, what, like your sister or the advisory board. What did they do? They didn't give you the answers. No. But what did they do? They well, coached you. They, the coaching part comes from what do you think you can do? Sure. What do you think? Why don't you think about what you think we should be doing mm-hmm. and then let's have a conversation. You, mm-hmm. If you get into the habit as a coach as opposed to a rescuer, even a parent, even when I empowered uh, Carly in that situation from a very young age, my my empowerment, my, my coach uh, instead of rescuer came out and said, you are going to have to, I'm not fixing this situation from you. Sure. I refuse to. Mm-hmm. And it's and my kids know. And it was in a very loving way. Of always in a loving yes. way. Of course, because it has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with love. You don't want to enable bad behavior. Mm. That's in any relationship. Work, siblings, spouses. Mm-hmm. If you're enabling bad behavior, you're part of the problem. Yes. Right? So so a coach is very empowering. They're not enabling. And they're empathetic. And they're empathetic. And a lot of people, when you talk about the bully, well, how, how does the bully go to what's called that challenger role? That's a difficult one sometimes to understand. But if you find yourself where you're being a bully, where you're pointing fingers, where you're accusatory and blaming and punishing, there are certain things that you can do to make a shift so that you're actually in the triangle or the empowerment dynamic a challenger instead of a bully. Do you know so, what those are? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I focus on the outcome. You know, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a desired result to help us get to the point of being back on track. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's the result I want to see is something that I would say. Or the end result should look like X, mm-hmm. you know, in this particular way. So that's the first thing is setting the clear expectations, focusing on outcomes. The second part, I think, whenever is possible, providing challenges to help the employees grow, mm-hmm. right? Or, or, or it doesn't have to be employees. Yeah, it could be family members exactly. thinking out of the box. Right. Things like, I know you haven't done this before, but I want to ensure you learn because this will provide you with valuable long-term life skills. Right. So, you know, when an environment doesn't have drama, right. it's an outcome focused mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. Again, work or home. It's passion-based. People feel good. Results are where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So so if we have some wisdoms mm-hmm. to give away to our listeners about drama mm-hmm. in life and in work, yes. what would those wisdoms be? One would be just, as we always have, self-awareness. Right. You know, whenever there's drama, locate the role that you're in. Right. That's the key. To avoid playing, right, the victim role. You mm-hmm. don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And you've told me this many times. Parents just do not hover. Empower. 
and bosses don't bully. Right. Challenge. Exactly. Well, tonight we tackled the ugliness of drama. We'd like you to tune in next week to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880 as we talk about anger management. <laughs> talking about bullies. It's definitely something we could all use a little help with, right, JJ? Absolutely. So we will have the top 10 do's and don'ts on anger. And if you can imagine, if we practice just a few, and boy, wouldn't this world, uh, if we had the ability to fill it with less anger, wouldn't that be great? So that's next Saturday night at 7 p.m. And you've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. We'll be here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Love to hear your feedback. Love to have your comments. Please go check out the website, gutwisdom.com. Tweet us, you know, with the hashtag gutwisdom with a Z. Go to our Facebook page. Anything you could do, we want to hear your stories, as well as topics that are of interest to you. You never know if it's a, if it's a topic that really resonates. We may ask you to become a guest on the show. So follow us, tweet us, love us, and adore us. That would be awesome. We also want to take the time to thank our executive producer, Kenya Gibson. Woo! Keeping it real and spiritual. Melissa Raff on production, keeping us moving, always smiling. Tom Fenn, our engineer, ensuring that we don't sound like frogs. The big chiefs behind the scenes, Greg Janoff and the director of news and programming for WCBS News Radio 880, Tim Scheld. To our friends, families, and teams at GFG, Paircourt Solutions, My Success Platform, and Gut Wisdom, thanks for helping to contribute to our drama-free work zone. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. We'll see you next Saturday night, 7 p.m.